0: The night with Rick Baloo on 1010 XL 92.5 FM.
1: about skill guys on the defense. If life gets hard to understand and the whole thing is getting out of hand, come to Papa. Come see your Papa. Oh, it's as simple as that. Remember back when um, it was all about going to the main man of the household, whether it was the granddad, the dad, the old brother, I don't know. Everything's so divided nowadays. It just uh, I wonder if Bob Seger would even write a song like that uh, some 40 years later. It's amazing to watch what's going on here, and that certainly includes tomorrow when the quarterbacks throw. And this is such a great time to be a Jaguar fan. It really is, okay, because these quarterbacks are going to spin it. These quarterbacks have all killed it with the interviews. I mean, Anthony Richardson obviously – has been briefed, and he's with our good buddy, Denny Thompson, who, of course, has been working with him for quite some time, mechanically, on how to become a better quarterback. The situation right now with Richardson is a tremendous amount of inconsistency. Also, the lack of playing time. I mean, only 19 career games in his career. And in how many of those games did he really, truly flourish? All right? This is absolutely a pick where you're projecting what he can do. Trevor Lawrence proved it. Trevor Lawrence, and, and to compare the two would be wrong, but I am anyway since Lawrence is here, obviously, in Duval. I mean, Lawrence came right in and won as a true freshman and and got better year after year. He didn't play in a ton of big games. Clemson dominated, what, 9-10 of their contests a year. Maybe they'd have one or two Highly contested games in the Atlantic Coast Conference, and then obviously once they they got to the bowl. But with Anthony Richardson, I mean, the fans here in town, I'm I just I can't think of a quarterback outside of maybe Chris Leak, who the Je- who the Gator fan base just really despised. He was like never one of yours, you know. You, and I had people all the way up through the Florida State game. I mean, that game went back and forth and back and forth and I went out and said, man, i gonna tell you one thing. I'm glad Anthony Richardson's not coming back, and Gator fans are like, take him. He'll never make it in the NFL. He stinks here. He can't learn. He completes just barely over 50% of his passes. He's not uh, the guy. He doesn't have what it takes. Well, we'll see. Head coach changes. Offensive coordinator changes. I mean, there's been massive problems down the road in Hogtown. He wanted to leave, came back, wanted to leave. He came back, changed his nickname. All these certain, you know, whatever. He's a young kid. He makes mistakes. Overall, I'm impressed with what I've heard. Uh, But this is a mega splash hit. If he works, if he doesn't work, it's going to be laughed upon a couple of years down the road. I mean, this is going to be a Josh Rosen uh, type of pick. This is going to be a Johnny Manziel uh, type of pick. So that'll be very interesting, and we'll see how he throws the ball. He he is incredibly confident. As a matter of fact, he would like to be called, and um, I guess now refers to himself as Cam Jackson. All right, Cam Newton, Lamar Jackson, Cam Jackson. How cool is that? All right. So we'll see that tomorrow, and you know, with him, and then the height, the measurement coming for Bryce Young. Uh, You got C.J. Stroud, who's already come right out and said, I don't want to go to Chicago, right? They have a quarterback there. They have Justin Fields. I believe in Justin Fields. Don't even ask me about going to Chicago. I don't want that to be a part of the plan. Many people think that that top pick is going to end up uh, getting traded. Others believe that Fields is going to get moved. How Warren Sapp, he's now an investigative reporter, breaking news in the NFL. He had that like... Six weeks ago, Stetson Bennett fielding questions about alcohol and everything else. I don't know if Bennett ever does anything. Doesn't matter. I mean, you got all that money in Georgia. You folks right now should be rolling out the red carpet for Stetson Bennett. You should be handing him a six-figure job for the remainder of his life for crying out loud. Your program went more than 40 years without winning. Everyone won. Georgia Tech won in 91. Clemson won. Auburn won. Bama won. LSU won. Florida State won. Tennessee won. Florida won. Miami won. Everyone won outside of Georgia. Give this guy six figures. Or at least free booze for crying out loud. You're not going to do anything in the NFL. But he's being questioned. And that's going to happen. You make mistakes. These are young kids. In the case of Stetson Bennett, okay, he's not necessarily young. He's, I believe, the second-oldest quarterback to ever win a national championship, not named uh, Chris Wenke, but that's all part of this process. You know what's so cool about it is that you as a Jaguar fan, you just get the kick back and relax because you don't have that problem. You have a quarterback, and he's 23. And he's getting ready for year three, where he won't turn 24 until October. And the hype out of Indy, the hype around the league, Jacksonville, the moves they are making, they're trying to win right now. Isn't this a great feeling? I mean, think about it. Just for one moment. I guess it's like it's Friday night, right? Friday night, you're out. Say, Say, you know, the wife lets you out. You're out with the boys. You know, a couple of them are going through divorces. Another one's just a total scumbag. He goes from gal to gal to gal. So the four of you guys are out. You're ripping. You're running. You're having a great time. But you're like, you know what? I got the perfect woman back at home. I'll see how my boys do. We'll watch them. You know, maybe they went and briefed and read the very latest on pickup lines. Or, you know, maybe they inserted a cert or a tic-tac, and they stroll across the tavern to try to give it their best shot. It's all fun. It's all entertainment, right? But again, you're sitting there saying, I got my. She's at home, and nothing's better. That's Trevor Lawrence. These guys right now are out there trying to figure out, hmm, is it Bryce Young? But he's 5'10". Is it Anthony Richardson? He can't complete a 10-yard pass. Is it C.J. Stroud? I don't know. Look at what he did. In big games, is it Will Levis who told? Excuse me, Will Levis who told us, "Hell yeah, I'm throwing tomorrow. I got a cannon arm. I want to show it off." It's kind of that same type of feeling where all these other teams are scrambling, right? All these other teams are yes, yes, maybe, no. You're like, bro, I got the perfect situation right back in Duval, and the name is Trevor Lawrence. He's the quarterback. Enjoy that. Take that with you. Take that to the weekend. For crying out loud, why wouldn't you? You've got a quarterback. You could have two, maybe three quarterback changes right here in the AFC South, including these top picks when they do go off the board And now 54 days. All right, we got a lot to do tonight. I am fired up. I am ready. There is so much to do tonight football-wise. Tell you what I really want to dive into, and as always, it'll include your Participation. You know what's great about this, JJ? Except for really last night, we've done no draft talk. Zip. I mean, how incredible is that considering the last, what, eight out of the last 10 years around here have been losing seasons? There have been years where we start talking about the NFL draft. In, like, December.
2: Yeah, by today, we would have been tired of talking about the draft. Seriously. (laughs) We
1: haven't even attacked it yet. We would have
2: had, like, a a mock guy on every week (laughs) for the last six months.
1: To me, it's so great. And and it's not because we haven't wanted to, but I'm just going to be totally honest with each and one of you. There's been more important things to talk about on a day-to-day basis than what are the Jaguars going to do in April as far as the NFL draft. Well, I want to change that up a little bit here tonight because I, I have spent a great deal of time reading about these prospects. Certainly my eyeballs are watching what's taking place right now as the defensive backs continue to run. And, you know, for instance, I, I look at a guy like uh, Khalil Ringo out of Georgia. <sighs> You know, there's so much good, but then there's some bad. I mean, the guy went out today and ran a four, three, six. Absolutely blazing. He only had a 33 half inch vertical, though. Uh, to me, that is incredibly alarming. So he's not the magnificent uh, athlete that I think a lot of people had him labeled as. Certainly, he's a ball hawk as well. He's, he's pretty physical on the line of scrimmage. You know, there's been a lot of stuff on tape about his battle with Tennessee and times where he was beaten, times where he made big plays. You and I both know that defensive backs, that is going to be part of their game. But what becomes really interesting about pick number 24 is I believe Jacksonville is in a situation where they can plug in a guy who is possibly a day one starter if you look at. A starting 12, maybe not a starting 11. Translation, starting nickelback if you draft a corner. I don't think you draft a corner and on day one he's a starter like Tyson uh, Tyson Campbell was two years ago. I may be wrong. I I just don't think that that would be the case uh, if they elected to go ahead and draft a corner. Again, I could be totally wrong. It could be an edge, okay? It could be a safety. All right? It could be another tight end if, in fact, they're unable to get a deal done with Evan Ingram and he remains in Jacksonville under a one-year contract. Maybe the only exception to that rule would be offensive line if Juwan Taylor is moved or if they go inside, get a guard. Uh, the other thing, too, which just blows me away, be smarter. Than this. I I I never tell Jacksonville fans you know what to do and not what not what to do and not what to do. I never tell you that. I give you my opinion. But let's stop something right now. It's 6 12 on this Friday. You know how you can get with someone typically right out of the gate and just a simple conversation. You can look at him, you can be like, okay, kids got it. Smarts, book smarts, street sense. You look at someone else and be like, ah, oh, he's lazy. I wouldn't hire him if I was running a company. Or you'd look at someone and you'd say, Whoa, whoa, man. You know, that's the lowest common denominator. Yeah, there's no way. When you make an opinion that sounds like this. I'm not going near Osiris Torrance because he's out of Florida, and every guy that Jacksonville drafts out of Florida doesn't work. You are the lowest common denominator. You cannot compare players from one school to another, especially a one-year player, a transfer, who played, what, 12 games at Florida. Everyone is wired differently. Like the three examples I gave you, when you meet someone for the first time, don't be that guy. Don't be that gal. You're automatically belittling yourself by saying, oh, I'm not drafting a guy out of Florida because look at these other – I mean, that's just beyond stupid. So just don't make that mistake, okay? It's almost like it's a little PSA for you. Don't put yourself in that category. Well, Cyrus Torrance going to end up being maybe the best guard in the draft. Or one of the top offensive linemen in the draft? What if this guy gets plugged in as a 10-year starter in offensive line and he goes to a, a team in the AFC South or he goes someone else and you could have had him and then you say, well, you know, you didn't want him because they failed on these other Florida picks. He's not Taven Bryan. He's not Dante Fowler. He's not C.J. Henderson. He deserves a clean slate. That's amazing to me that, that people actually – Make comments like that with a straight face and stick by them. It is the definition of stupidity. All right. Tonight, we're going to dive in the names because this is what's fascinating. Last year at this point, you think there was even four at this point? I thought there was two, maybe a third. If we were to rewind it 55 days ago, J.J., my guess right now it was Hutchinson wasn't it Thibodeau, Thibodeau for a while? Wasn't it, it was Thibodeau for a while, then it was Hutch. Then Trayvon Walker, right after this event, the combine, absolutely exploded, and his name started to get mentioned. And then as we got closer to the draft, we had the two offensive tackles. All right? This year, it's wide open. I mean, you can take... Tackles, you can take guards, you can take wide receivers, you can take tight ends, you can take anyone off the defensive line, you can take a corner, you can take a safety. It's unlike really anything that I remember. It, It feels like that I remember around here in quite some time. That's why it's just so intriguing. And this team honestly can wait for the best possible player available on their board and select them. I've never agreed. With that, even though that seems to be an unwritten rule, for any decision maker, that's what they're going to sell you on. I mean, if the best player available is a quarterback at 24, Jacksonville's not picking them, right? If the best player is available at any other position, are they? I wouldn't think a center. So let's eliminate two out of 22 positions, or if you do what I always do, go to three wide receiver sets, and add a nickel. Let's say they're starting 24, 12 on 12, if you understand what I'm trying to um, say to you. would I'd be shocked if they selected a running back. So that's three positions. If they got a wide receiver, would you be blown away? I, I, I think I would – by the way, I'd be happy, especially if he was a big guy. I would love to see Trevor Lawrence at some point Get a large wide receiver like he had at Clemson. Okay, uh, you know these wide receivers here in town are six foot plus barely. Uh, Ridley, I have to look at again. I think he's what six two. I want to say Calvin Ridley, but Zay and Christian Kirk not necessarily you know huge targets at wide receiver with uh, with Higgins and who am I thinking of? Uh, the young man who got hurt when he um oh that unfortunate neck injury. Uh, that he did suffer a couple of years ago, was was another big target uh, for Trevor Lawrence at Clemson. Yeah, Calvin Ridley, 6'1". So if you can get a 6'4", 6'4.5", 6'5 type wide receiver, and yeah, again, I'm just thinking out loud. But Jacksonville is in a position where they honestly can get the best player available outside of maybe, let's count them on one hand, amount of positions. I was talking to you yesterday about the edge. Okay, there's some edge talk. And who knows what Trent Balky's going to do. To you, as a Jaguar fan, grabbing an edge guy scares you for the reasons that I highlighted yesterday. Because you remember Taven Bryan and Caleb on chase on and Josh Allen and Trayvon Walker. All they're not all true edge guys. They can play outside linebacker. They can move inside, whatever. You and I both know when they were drafted, a huge part of their expectation was to rush the passer. And out of the four, two automatically failed in chase on. And uh, that's why you don't draft a kid out of Florida. But look at uh, look what happened with David Bryant. The other two, you know, have to give him time. Have to give Josh Allen time. All right, he's, and he's going you know, is he going to get it? We'll see. Uh, certainly Trayvon Walker, the best is still out there. And it is expected. I've always been about offense. More and more and more and more offense. Others will say, Blue, this was the fifth worst ranked defense in the NFL. You have to improve this defense. They were almost dead last in sacks with 35. This team had warning track power. They were, what, third in the NFL? I want to say in pressures, but they were like dead last in sacks. So, you know, like that, you know, somehow some great Braves, you know, some on-time Braves, like maybe Big Bob Horner or, or Bruce Benedict or, you know, Rico Cardi or, you know, Ralph Gar. Ralph Gar won a couple of batting times. But, you know, the guys who you think they're going to come up big, but at five ball left field, it may. No, back to the dirt. And that'll retire the side. The Braves go down. Zero hits, zero runs. We've played two. No score. And you're like, whatever happened to home run power? It's the same thing with getting sacks. The Jaguars flirted with it. They created some friction, but they did not get home. They went from nine takeaways to 27 takeaways. Still, their pass defense was really, really bad. Particularly their pass, you know, everything combined with their pass defense. So there are others right now that are saying, no, you need to go to the edge again. Or you need to grab yourself another corner. Right now, immediately in the first round. That's why I want to have some fun. The names are out there. The tests are beginning to come in. I would stay on offense. And right now, I would lean towards the offensive line. That's just where I'm going. I would not pay Juwan Taylor what he believes he's worth, which is somewhere in the neighborhood of $18 million, right? Can you get him a little bit cheaper? I don't know. I would move along. From Juwan Taylor. But that's just my opinion. I would have moved along from Cam Robinson. Obviously, they decided to go in a different direction. So, that's the good news tonight. We got a lot of that. And I know you, as JAG fans, absolutely love the NFL draft. So, today's a great opportunity for you to start with names. The best way to do so is on the text line brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures. That number is 641 Ten. Ten. You got a big birthday weekend coming up? Anything special
2: going on? Uh, drinking vodka on the couch. I told my girl I don't want to do anything. We we have uh we're going to an Italian restaurant tomorrow night, but besides that, no. Zero plans and that's exactly how I like it. Vodka on the couch. Yes. Okay. Well, now actually tequila. Mhm. Cha- mm-hmm. actually my cha- my plans have changed. Tequila on the couch. <laughs> Tequila will... Uh, hey, be careful with that stuff. Absolutely.
1: You know, Tequila's like the... It's the one that... Uh, Terry Dean's running now. Let's give you this live. I thought he ran... This would be his second attempt. Uh, all right. Terry Dean gives you a 4.75, now a 4.78.
2: So Unofficially, by the way. Yeah. Some of these times they were a little inflated yesterday. We we thought uh, Nolan had... 4.44. Four, four, four. Four, yeah, and then it ended up 3.9.
1: Yeah. These are unofficial numbers. Uh, the best... The best runner of the day is a kid out of Michigan, DJ Turner, ran a 4 Wow. I mean, in the record, a 4-2-2 by, G- by Ross, the, the wide receiver, that went to Cincinnati, I believe it is a 4-2-2. Going back, what, yeah. four or five years ago? John
2: Ross and uh, Kalen Barnes last year ran a 4-2-3. Mm-hmm.
1: You know, Deontay Banks has been mentioned, the kid out of Maryland. Uh, to Jacksonville, you're in a four three five today. Talked about Ringo out of Georgia, a four three six. A few other, you know, Joey Porter Jr. Of course, his dad was a fierce uh, defensive player forever in uh, in Pittsburgh. Uh, Joey Porter Jr. is a corner out of Penn State. You're in a four four six today and. You know, I've always loved the 40, and Gil Brandt used to talk about this going way back into the days where, you know, he was with Tech Schramm and, and Tom Landry that it seems like everyone wants to be right at the end of the 40 yards, right? He said he, along with Al Davis, the, the owner of the time of the Oakland Raiders, now the – where are the Raiders this month? Do we know? I believe still in Vegas, okay. but I'll check. They'd stay at the front of the line. They wanted to see the giddy-up. Like, first 10 yards? Right. Right out of the gate. And if you think about it, it makes a lot of sense. We just talked about offensive linemen. Do you care what an offensive lineman runs a 40 in? You care what an offensive lineman runs on that split, though, right? Don't you care what an offensive lineman does in his first 10 yards? Don't you care what an offensive lineman does in his first 20 yards? And even 20 yards is a stretch. But it's different for every position. All right, so we've got an awful lot to do. Again, best way to join us, 641-1010 on the text line brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures. Opening comments each and every night brought to you by Schmunez Vision. Hope they have a great weekend and enjoy this weather. I find myself all the time really caring, perhaps over-caring, about you and your eyes, but it's true. I, I, I honestly feel that way. Allergies are awful. They may be screwing you up. You may be waking up with red eyes. You don't know what's going on. Maybe you're approaching the age of 50 and you're thinking, I have cataract. I have cataract problems. I need cataract surgery. Maybe you think your contacts are way out of line. It could be any number uh, of things. It could be very easy. All you need to do is make an appointment and sit down with the great folks at Shmunez Vision. Give them a call at 299-2906. Let me tell you right now that You're going to be told by a lot of people that if you have cataract situations, you need surgery. That may not be the case. You don't know that. Uh, However, this particular franchise, you're talking about more than 30 years of laser eye surgery and cataract and refractive surgery, all refractive uh, surgery. So they are your best bet located out at the beach. They've done wonders for me and the health of my eyes, and I want to see them do the exact same thing for you. So give him a call, 299 2906, or check him out online. Just go to schmunezvision.com. Care you can see it. We got a lot to do. Let's look at this fight tomorrow night from Vegas. The latest out of Arnold Palmer's event in Orlando. Also, the field announced here for next week at the Players. We begin though with the combine. And what exactly are the Jaguars going to do?
0: Into the night with Rick Baloo on 1010XL, 92.5 FM.
2: All
1: right, Jamie Robinson, a 4-6 and a four-five-nine, not ideal. But he is a playmaker. Make no mistake about it, the... Uh, the former seminal. I, I I think a moment ago I, I may have said Terry Dean. My apologies to uh to Dean and trading fans. Terry Dean, his name. I haven't mentioned it in a while. Remember when that whole thing began to explode? Here comes Danny Warfall and he had the Chris Dorings and all those people in his camp. And then he had the incumbent with Terry Dean and Jack Jackson and all of them. That was probably the first quarterback controversy that um, that Spurrier had. And again, I mean, Terry Dean, he ended up getting, being replaced by Danny Warfel, as we know. I want to see was Dean the starter of the year that, that, that Terry Bowden went in there and beat him in 94, right? That was the year it was um, uh, Patrick Nix.
0: Uh,
1: was it? Was it? It was uh, n- next to uh, Frank Sanders. Heck, yeah. Back of the end zone when Auburn beat Florida. I don't know if it was Terry Dean or Danny Warfel who was the starter that day. But anyway, you had a quarterback change there. It, it didn't come with the viciousness of uh, of the Chris Leak and the uh, Tim Tebow situation. You know, obviously, what, 13, 14 years later when that happened, down the road in games now you add Anthony Richardson to it, and you know he was one that n- none of those folks over there want to claim. I wonder if he ends up being a great quarterback where they kind of take him back there. I mean, Michigan did it with Tom Brady. I mean, don't, let, don't, let, don't ever let a Michigan fan. It was like Drew Henson and Brian Greasy. I, it's amazing. I mean, it really is that you can be very average in college. And then end up being just a superstar at the NFL level. It's, it's rare, but it does happen. You know, there's, there's millions and millions of Stetson Bennett. Great college players who aren't going to do anything in the NFL. But it's very rare to, or well, not very rare, but, but more rare to have a guy that, that's good or, you know, maybe a little bit above good. In college, but then they end up being spectacular in the NFL. You think of anyone of the U who's done that?
2: Who sucked in college that and was sucked, spectacular? Was I would say average. Calais Campbell. You know what? That's a good example he right like, there. was a basketball player. Oh, oh, here's another one. Um, Jimmy Graham mm-hmm. was a, hoops. a basketball player, and he I think he might have played just his senior year or junior year. And came out in the NFL, became an absolute freak. Uh, a lot of help from Drew Brees, of course. But, I mean, that guy had a hell of an NFL career a- after doing really nothing at Miami.
1: Walter Jones was redshirted. He played one year and went on to be a Hall of Famer. Florida State's only got five Hall of Famers in the NFL. Leroy Butler, a two-year starter, did some great things. Punt Ruski. Had a big interception in 89 against Miami, right? I think it was our friend Gino Toretto Ture- back to back. It's picked off by Leroy Butler. And then like two plays later, they gave us the Dexter Carter. Carter around the left side. Dexter Carter's going to take it in. But Leroy was a much better pro. Now, we'll remember Peter Warwick, right? Who was a star in college, but did very little. In the NFL, so I still we'll, think we'll if he was on happening. a
2: better team in the NFL, he would have been decent. Warwick, yeah,
1: he for so somehow he lost teams his were speed so bad. Man, he, that guy had so
2: much wiggle.
1: You know, Tamaric Vanover is another one that I, I thought would be just spectacular. He had an eating problem. You know, you, you same with Kelvin Benjamin. You you got to learn to put away the food uh, or the you know the bad food. Uh, once you get into the NFL, particularly if you are a special teams guy. All right, let's have some fun with this today when we are looking at what the Jaguars are going to do. You know what else is just, and this is going to be such a great off year, off season, I should say. And, I, you know, I've always told you that as much as I love football, I honestly love the off season more than I love in season. Mm. And. The reason for me has always been pretty simple. When you're around a losing franchise like this one, it sucks to be measured by wins and losses. When you're a losing franchise, the offseason can become very encouraging to dream about what could be. And that's why you evaluate everything around free agency and the draft and these off season camps and, and, and I love going to each and every one of them and then coming back here and being able to talk about what I think is good and what is not good, but it's not graded out by a win or a loss. Well, that's all changing, okay? Right, right now, no matter where you're headed on a Friday night, you should be feeling really good about where the Jaguars are and where they're headed. We talked about these young quarterbacks. You see the report that came out today that Daniel Jones – Wants $45 million a year? I mean, just imagine... So do I. Imagine being in that, in that situation if that was your team. There are millions of Giants fans. And I was thinking about it on the way in, JJ, and I was like, you know what? That's the way that, that's the way that life is. If you're a decision maker, if you own a business... You got someone who's good. You want someone who's better. How dangerous is it to flirt with what's good and you don't get the better? I think it applies to everything that we do in life. We settle, right? Again, ladies, do you have the perfect man? Could you find a better man? Are you going to leave the one you've settled for and gamble on better What if it doesn't work? What if it's your fault? That's why you've been married three times. It's why you have five kids. It's why you smoke three packs a day. I don't know. General managers, you got a guy. He gives you it. But you know what he's going to give you? He's going to give you just that. Just enough. Do you roll out for something better? What if it's not better? Can you imagine paying Daniel Jones $45 million a year? What's that going to get you in New York? Again, not your problem, Duval.
2: Not Hey. That might be a problem because what is Trevor worth?
1: <laughs> well, there you 70
2: go. $70 a year.
1: Next year this time, we're <laughs> going to be two weeks away from when you can actually pay Trevor Lawrence. And look at what bulky's doing. The Roy Robertson-Harris deal is a little bit is a little bit of a surprise for me, only because I would have tried to, depending on how you feel now, you're going to get it done with Ingram. But the Ingram deal could only be a one-year deal. I mean, do you still go for Michael Mayer here? Do you go from Darnell Washington out of Georgia? Do you still possibly go for a, a tight end? It, it could happen. John Osher last night, live from Indianapolis, mentioned tight end. It, it's in play right now. But my point is 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 Arden Key more important? Can you find a Roy Robertson Harris? In the draft can you pay for someone once the market settles? Jacksonville's not in a position where they can go really pay for someone who is out there. Uh, Maybe if Juwan Taylor is not re-signed you can find some ways to make some money and you know, are they going to do that by, I don't know, does it come at the expense of a Jamal Agnew? What are they going to do with Rayshon James? There's a lot of moving parts here, but I, I know you understand what I'm trying to get at. A little surprised by the Roy Robertson-Harris deal. I'm not opposed to it, just a little surprised. Um, but, but that's what's so amazing about this offseason. That's, and that's why I just, you know, I really care about the quality of life. I do, and I care about your quality of life. Well, the one thing that always drives me crazy I can't wait for football, man. It's March 3rd. Where the hell's football? Man, just enjoy this. Enjoy knowing that you're relevant. Enjoy knowing that you're the beast of the AFC South and that they're building this team to win a Super Bowl this year. I'm not going to sit here and tell you they're going to win a Super Bowl, but they're going to put themselves, they're trying to put themselves in a position to win it. And I'm starting to look at these texts that are coming in now. 6-4-1-10-10, 6 four, one, 10 10 brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures, and I'm seeing more defense, 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 defense. And I get it. Fifth worst defense in the NFL a year ago. I'm going to go offense. Let me tell you why I'm going to go offense. Jacksonville has to outscore opponents in order to win. Well, no kidding, Blue. So doesn't the other 31 teams. Uh-uh. Not always the case. We'll get two out of the last four Super Bowls. Hey, you can go back to when Peyton Manning won in Denver. Look at Tom Brady a few years ago in, T- in, in Tampa over to Los Angeles. Jacksonville this past year beats Kansas City if they do a couple of things. What were they? Christian Kirk hangs on to a football. Christian Kirk's telling you, he's telling everyone, I'm a number one, I'm a number one. Number ones have to make that reception. I believe Calvin Ridley makes that reception this year. Number two, what happened? Jamal Agnew fumbled inside the five-yard line. Others will say, what in the hell? With Kirk, with Zay, with Evan, with ETN, what is Jamal Agnew doing with the ball, with the game on the line? It's It's a fair question, okay? My point is, Defense, defense, defense. We need a corner. We need an edge. We need a mauler inside. I want more offense. I want better players on offense. With a game on the line, I don't want Jamal Agnew with the football. What are you, 40 touches? This year? And I'm a big Agnew guy. I'm not sitting here beating up on Jamal Agnew. I think he is fantastic for what he does, okay? And if he scored, guys like me never would say, that. Well, that's what's so great about this position is that we're always there after the fact to say what went right and what went wrong. And when something goes wrong, we can tell you how it should have gone right, right? I mean, that's, just, that's armchair quarterback to the extreme. We all do it. Jamal Agnew this year, 12 carries, 86 yards. Jamal Agnew this year, 23 receptions, 187 yards. Okay, he's a return man, and we get it, and he's very good. But for the line of scrimmage, uh, 23 and 12. I mean, there you go, 35 touches. He had the ball with the game on the line. I want better offensive players. If Jacksonville had better offensive players, they win that game. Christian Kirk, all the power to him, has to make that catch. I hope Calvin Ridley makes it next year. Jamal Agnew again. I just gave you my opinion. So, we'll get to it here on the other side. I know you're feeding me, D, and I get it. You understand my side here. I'm going offense for the reasons that I just highlighted.
0: Into the night with Rick Baloo on 1010XL 92.5 FM.
1: All right, we need tonight till 8 o'clock, back Monday, 6 to 8. All depends on my health, right? I did take the jab. <laughs> There's actually people out there wishing, wishing that I'll croak on air just to support their side. Oh, my goodness, people, 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 people. Why can't we all just get along? Are, are we on YouTube right w- now? Would
2: you promise that if you do die on air, I could blame it on that? Is that what you're saying? On
1: the jab? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm.
2: Deal. Yes, we are on YouTube. As always, Tenton XL's YouTube page. Watch just in case that does happen. You won't want to miss it. Last couple of days, I've had my eyes fixed, my teeth
1: fixed. I go, <laughs> I go to Carlson Dental every 90 days to get my teeth cleaned. Uh, my back adjusted over at Chinatry, of course. And, and well, I met one other professional who is not with me on the airways. and won't mention his name. He, he, just, he has his arms crossed and he looks at me and he goes, why in the hell would you ever get the jab? The I'm Jags. Like, I'm like, well, listen, I'm not blaming anyone. I, I'm just, I, I, I made my own decision. I sit with it, but it's like, you know it's it's one thing to pick that you went to Florida state and you didn't go to Florida. It's another thing if you elected to do something that now for so many people their life is depending on it. The people who disagree with what you did are like, well come on, you got to prove my point. Would you die already?
2: How you feeling?
1: It's unbelievable. How's your heart? The great Americans, man. It's like, where's where's the love? Where's all of this? Oh, you know? That's done. Oh,
2: my God, it's scary. You know, um, uh, people are still holding the doors open for everybody. I'll say that. Good. We still, you know, random people are saying hello when you walk past somebody at the gas station or whatever. So it's not all bad. Oh, no. It's a lot of social media stuff.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, but sometimes it's just like, I mean, you got to be kidding. Well, the reason why I do that is because I, I was looking here. You know, for those who don't know what I do, you know, as far as show prep, I just have a, I have a daily, I have a legal binder, and I flip it day after day. I just scribble things down that I'm going to talk about. But I have this hard binder here, okay, that I keep all my Jaguars material that I think is very valuable, and I, I have it week to week and just things that I highlight and keep that are about the Jaguars because I, you know, believe it or not, you go back and you, and you look at some stuff, and I was going through it and this sheet of paper popped out, and it's some guy on here, I have no idea, with his digits, about playing golf, and I'm, I'm like, thinking about the way it was growing up, like, my entire life, like, before cell phones, where you'd, like, get a woman's digits, or, like, when I was tending bar, they they'd hand me their their phone number on a piece of paper. Now I have scattered, like, all throughout my office or at home, men's phone numbers about playing golf, and I have no idea who
2: these people are. Like that you meet at a bar or, (laughs) like, a a restaurant or something? Yeah,
1: if it's in this book, that means that I was either out at Mr. Chubby's or or something like that, and some guy walked up during a commercial break, and, hey, I know you play golf, or whatever, here, give me a call, we'll play golf, because I'm one of those guys who's like, here, take my phone, give me your number. Yeah. I don't do that type of stuff.
2: Or call me. Because I don't want
1: to give them, you know, any – I got
2: the jab, but I don't want to give them anything. So you have to receive <clears> their <throat> number. Yeah, I'm you a, have to reach out to them. I'm I a see, receiver. You don't trust it. Yes. I'm a receiver. You're a catcher. Okay.
1: <laughs> but I'm like, man, Baloo, what has happened to your life? You used to be hot chicks giving you their digits. Now you got
2: fifty-year-old <laughs> Now you got
1: desperate old men like, hey, man, if you ever need to force them, go ahead and give me a call.
2: <laughs> a menage a trois. No, no, no. So, I mean, All right. Um,
1: Tea times have been announced. Now, they haven't been announced, but the uh, field has been announced for the Players' Championship next week. 144 golfers. All right, 20 countries, 43 of the top 50 are here. Let's get straight to it. Let's give it what everyone wants. Let's go all the way down to, the, let's see, Johnny Wood, Vegas. Wood,
2: Gary Woodland. Uh, oh, damn
1: it. Let's see. Hey, Jonathan Vegas, Matt Wallace, Nick Watney, Danny Willett, Aaron Wise, Gary, Wood, uh, Gary Woodland, Brandon Wu, Dylan Wu, Cameron Young, Will Zalatoris. Where Someone's are you, missing. Tiger Woods? Valator is young. Woo. Woo. Woodland. Wise. Willett. Watney. Wallace. Johnny Vegas. Tiger Woods not coming. No surprise. Kirk Cardyama nine under through two, 67 and 68 today. Oh, it could have been. Tiger Woods, 143 yards away, par 317, wind whistling. Looks like it's a pitching wedge for Tiger Woods. How about John Rahm today after a 65 yesterday, a 76 today? I mean, that's 11 strokes different in a round of golf over two days. Same course. Justin Thomas really had it going today. Justin Thomas went out with a 33. He had four birdies out of his first five holes, then bogeyed eight. So he went out with a 33, then birdied 10, 13, 15, and 16. Okay? All he had to do was par, and he would shoot 65. He didn't. He bogeyed 17 and 18. So he shoots a 67. Justin Thomas at five under. That's four strokes behind. But look at this leaderboard heading into the weekend. Uh, Behind um, Kadiyama at minus nine. Jordan Spieth minus seven. Xander Shoffley minus six. Corey Connors minus six. Davis Riley, Patrick Cantlay, and Justin Thomas all at minus five along with Matt Fitzpatrick. You see, I know that uh Russell Knox was right on the cut line. Oh, that one scared me out Ryan Fox. That's not who we're looking for. Or maybe that's what I saw earlier. I I I thought it was, I thought I saw Ryan. I thought I saw Russell in here. No Knox. Anyone you see him? No. I was gonna say maybe it was my eyes, but that'd be a total indictment to the good folks over there at Schmunez. So it certainly wasn't my eyes.
2: It was your nose. I must
1: have been distracted. Probably uh, watching Brandon Joseph run. So, there you go. Plus two is the cut line today. A lot of good golfers sent home. What? Colin Moore Cowan, he's second in the world rankings, sent home. So, he'll get here early to work. These guys aren't going home. They're coming on down the road. Right Thank now, you. they're electing whether or not to pay the 10 bucks and go around the city of Orlando or just, bam, go right through I-4. Uh, a couple of other notables. Sent home Tom Hoagie, one on the do- uh, on the tour. J.J. Spawn, Billy Horschel, the former Gator Sam Ryder, Justin Rose, Hideki Matsuyama, Gary Woodland, Scott Stallings, Bo Hossler. All these cats being sent away. Charlie Hoffman, Sam Burns, Stuart Sink, Aaron Wise, Joel Damon, Lucas Glover, all. Headed our way. Not making the cut this weekend at Arnold Palmer's event in Orlando. All right, let's get ready for our second hour. And I have yet to get to your feedback. Some interesting stuff with uh, your opinion on what you've seen so far and what you think the Jaguars should do. From the combine, uh, I just watched this Antonio Johnson run the the safety out of Texas A&M. He's a guy who absolutely – has been on the list for Jacksonville. And, you know, what's really intriguing about this is th- there's no shortage of, what, 30 different names, 40 different names? I mean, everyone has a mock draft nowadays. And, I'm, and, and by the way, I'm not criticizing that. It, if anyone puts in the effort, the time and the effort to create a mock draft, all the power to you. That that is a that is a long drawn out process, and you know there there is an opportunity to really embarrass yourself if you do not know what you're talking about. I would think that if you put together a mock draft, you're you're pretty much, um, you know, in the know, and you have some sources and some ideas about what some teams are going to do. Antonio Johnson just ran a four five four, so uh, the talented safety out of Texas A and M gives you a four five six and a four five four. Uh, that is absolutely a position that Jacksonville could elect to go to number one overall in their draft, which, of course, is 24th in the first round. All right, let's get ready for hour number two. It is coming up along with JJ. My name is Rick Ballew. This is Into the Nights.
0: Let's go into the night with Rick Ballou on 1010XL 92.5 FM.
1: All right, we almost had a major record get passed last night in the world of college basketball. The once unthinkable Pistol Pete Maravich scoring mark of 3,667 points. Uh, it's Antoine Davis out of Detroit Mercy. They lost last night. And it it doesn't look like they're going to get an at-large bid into the NCAA tournament. They played in the Horizon. He had 22 last night. He ends up four points shy of it. 3,663 career points. Yeah, they're only 14 and 19, so they have no prayer of of getting in. And I've been following this for a little bit. He he had, like, 36 in the – tournament game prior, uh, but and he took plenty of shots. I think he took, like, I want to say he took around 20 shots. He, he just couldn't fill it up. He was, like, 3 of 11 or 3 of 12 or something like that from behind the arc, so that record will remain for now. Pistol Pete Maravich. I mean, the guy averaged, like, 40 points a game in college at LSU. Oh, yeah. If you, I'm serious. Google it. Take a look at it. it, was, it it's absolutely just out of this world. As to uh, what he did in college. All right, I I, I want to get um I want to get to you right now. Coming up in a little bit, I I do want to spend a little bit of time talking about this fight tomorrow night. I mean, do you people care? I know when I bring Charlie Jimerson in and we do the takedown and we talk about UFC, we get a lot of response. I you know the last two marches, including a couple of years ago, that broke. COVID, right? That was the first live sporting event that fans were allowed to go to. March of 2021, right here in Jacksonville. Sold out. It was incredible. Usman, the winner. I mean, you had Brady in town. You had Megan Fox in town with, uh, is it Megan Fox? Yeah, with Machine Gun Kelly. Blaine Gabbert. Antonio Brown was here last year. Chad Johnson put, well, maybe it was two years ago when Chad put 50, uh, he put 50 K on the guy to Miami who fought, all. Yeah, who fought Usman. And you had the cat who snapped his leg in the that first was five seconds. So nasty. It was the, it's the only fight in the history of the UFC where a guy won without throwing a punch.
2: Yeah, so the guy threw a kick it hit the other guy's shin, and the guy who threw the kick's leg completely shattered.
1: Yeah, the same guy, Mass Masvidal. Remember, he had, like, the quickest one ever when he got him with the knee? Yep. Uh, one, the guy he knocked down went out, and went out to fight one of the, the Paul brothers. And lost. Yeah. But he at least made contact with him.
2: The oh, guy- yeah, that was a flying knee, like, right in the beginning of the fight when the other guy went for the takedown. Right,
1: and that wasn't here.
2: No. But – that was pre-COVID. Yeah, and I
1: want to tell you what, the crowd was absolutely sold out. And Dana White said all the right things. I Wait, was there. It was awesome. I One of my it.
2: favorite sporting events I've ever been oh, to. It's,
1: they, I'm going to tell you something. They do it right. And, and when they start playing the um, – when they play the Who, when you know that it's, they're turning it from ESPN that covers it and then it pay-per-view. becomes pay-per-view – it really gets amped up.
2: Tickets were not cheap. Once again, I want to thank Mayor Curry for my free ticket.
1: It must be great to have those connections, Ben. Ben Askren. It is
2: Ben Askren.
1: Um, we got a call here for for uh, gone to win it with an arm triangle in the third. Okay, the unthinkable here with bones. Bones. Bones has put on 43 pounds. Did you see the picture of him? He looks
2: jacked, though. It's not like a, you know, fat 43. Yeah, but do you remember him when he was a light heavyweight? Yeah. Just he over was like 200
1: pounds. I mean, he, his physique and, and the way he starts, the way that he gets down on that crouch, I mean, he, he reminds me a bit of like Kevin McHale. Like one of, Kevin McHale, I swear I saw this my entire childhood growing up. Kevin McHale did not have to bend over to tie his shoes. That was his arm length. And that's what bones it, it felt like he had. So I know what I'm going to end up doing. My golf game got canceled tomorrow, which really POs me. So I'm probably going to go out with a GF and drink a bunch of beer, find a beach somewhere. Yeah, You have a beach here in Jacksonville, right? Find a, find a beach. Pretty sure, yeah. And I'm going to come back home as I always do, and I'll look at the clock, and it's going to be like 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock, Then all of a sudden I'm going to get that itch all the way from Las Vegas that says, Blue, take the staple out of your wallet and buy the damn fight. You? You're going to be drinking vodka on the couch. You'll be passed out by that.
2: Yeah, I'm not a UFC guy. I, I definitely won't buy it. Might steal it. (laughs) <laughs> Won't buy it. Uh, John Jones to me is such a. I hate him so much. Like, he has gotten away with doping so many times. I'm not like a huge. I hate guys on steroids, but to me, he, it's like so many times, time and time again. He's annoying outside of the ring. I just am annoyed by John Jones. I would love to see him get beat. So, like, part of me does want to watch. It was. It's the same kind of thing with Floyd. You know, a lot of people hated Floyd. They would watch just to see him get beat. A lot of that's with John Jones. Um, you can get plus one fifty for his opponent right now, mm-hmm. which would be fun to put twenty bucks on. Throw throw the match up there if I'm still awake. Th- that is the problem, like you said. The ring walk starts at like twelve thirty at night. You know, yeah, like, oh yeah, it's the a main late, events yeah. start at like one. Yeah. Now so I did I not. I definitely need a nap if I'm going to make it. I did not get the Gan and Ganu fight.
1: And I watched it, like, you know, 24, 48 hours later on YouTube. Yeah, absolutely. The great thing about this is that if you don't get the fight on Saturday night, by the time you get back on the air on Monday at 6 o'clock, it'll be on YouTube. If not, it will definitely be on YouTube by Tuesday.
2: And I don't know how that, the ESPN, I guess, if they don't show, like, a replay. I know HBO used to, if you would miss the pay-per-view like the next Saturday they would replay it for free. I, I don't know if ESPN does that on demand or anything, but trust me, there's plenty of ways to watch it. And you know what goes through my mind the entire
1: time. If I don't get it, it's going to end up being the Kansas City-Philadelphia Super Bowl. If I do get it, it's going to be a Georgia-TCU <laughs> national championship game.
2: <laughs> it's going to be like one guy gets cut, a bad cut in the first round, and they have to call it a draw or something. See, I'm going to go the other way with Jones, and I, I I
1: understand what you're getting at here, but in boxing, I was always this way, and to some extreme, I, I was always this way in wrestling. I was always for the heel, and I was like the only one that, that I usually am really too. appreciated the bad guy in wrestling. John Jones is a bad guy. He's a bad guy in the ring. He's a bad guy outside of the ring. But for the gladiator sport that he is a part of, I appreciate that. And I find myself wanting to root for him tomorrow night.
2: Yeah, to me, it's just the constant USADA this. You have to know all the ins and outs of, you know, VADA, USADA. What's Turnable? What's this anabolic steroid like? I got so tired of reading about, oh, well, this is a blocker that could have been used or, you know, he's this is a pulsing effect or he's, you know, so many of the lingo. I got so over it a few years ago and that just turned me totally off from John Jones and and from just the UFC. Like I I cannot stand. I I honestly wish they would just make steroids legal in that sport. Boxing, too. Everybody's on steroids, as Nate Diaz said years ago. I wish they would just stop testing these guys.
1: Well, it's the chemists being ahead of it.
2: Always. They're always way—the fighter—the the rich fighters are always way ahead of, you know, Vada, Yus- like the people who test them. That'll be tomorrow night. Uh, the text lines say ESPN does indeed give replays so, okay. of the fight. 0193
1: Blue, uh, agree with you 100%. Kirk and Agnew are both talented enough and could have made those plays, but they didn't. It happens. But we need a dog when a trip to the AFC Championship game is on the line. Going to say blank losing and make this play. It was right there for the take, and we need to take it next time. Well, I think you have the dog in Calvin Wrigley. I do. I think Calvin Ridley's a better wide receiver than Christian Kirk. I think he's a better wide receiver than Jamal Agnew. Okay. I Jacksonville overpaid to get guys and to credit Trent uh, to credit Trent Bulky, they worked. But you still need a number one. And let me tell you something. If Calvin if Calvin Ridley becomes that number one, all of a sudden you look at the Jaguar skill position group. They're going to start to be considered one of the best, not in the AFC, in the NFL. If all of a sudden you go Ridley, Kirk, and Zay, and then, you know, we'll figure out what's going on at number four, I guess you could say Agnew or whoever else it ends up being. We know it's not going to be Marvin Jones Jr. You have Ingram, and you have Travis Etienne, you just paid... Jermichael Hasty, what, 1.3, so he's not going anywhere. You have Snoop, year two of a fifth-year deal. He's not going anywhere, and I know the talk is that they're going to add a, another back. All of a sudden, skill position-wise, if you stay healthy, that's going to be one of the best groups in the NFL. That's still where I'm going, though. Uh, Blue, 7304, let Taylor go, bring in another offensive lineman. All right. Uh 7304 says I love your hard binder also some really good weed
2: too. I don't I don't know what that means. Do you, you? Well, you were talking about your hard binder with lots of numbers in it. Oh. So how does that mean weed? I don't, I don't know.
1: Uh the report by the way from Costa Rica is that there's not great weed there.
2: Oh, absolutely not. And Jamaica uh, either. All those places, terrible. Jamaica? Jamaica has terrible weed, dude. I went to Jamaica on my honeymoon, okay? And it was like, I
1: don't know if it was sandals or one of those all-inclusive deals, man. You went from the pool to the beach, and you had all of these folks just firing up J birds, blowing the smoke right at you.
2: Oh, you still do. It's- and then
1: you go into like this little village and they like put garb on you and necklaces <laughs> on you and hats on you and <laughs> And it'd be like, that'll cost you $5,000, oh, yeah. you know, like a bale of hay, of weed.
2: I always thought it would be good. No, it's, it's trash. That, that we, as America, we've become like, we have epic weed here now. It, it's no longer, you know, first of all, when you're a tourist down there, they're not going to sell you the best of the best anyways. But like, yeah, we have access to some of the best weed in the world here. Times have changed. Those islands, that's trash. I would have thought Costa Rica with everything no. that they have. They're not. We have, like, scientists doing this stuff here. you trying to tell they're me those folks out there in the outside. bush aren't? Nah, they're just growing in their backyards.
1: Some of those guys in the bush, man. <laughs> I, I swear to God they knew what they were doing.
2: Not that I wouldn't love to, you know, partake. I'm just saying uncomparable to what we got here. You got it selling at stores down the street here. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. But it's so potent now. I mean that. It's it's.
1: Back in the days, like you smoke a half bag of Vermont homegrown, <laughs> yeah, and then you finally get a buzz, and it's and like seeds. wow,
2: <laughs> finally, you know what buzz. I mean? It's like
1: man, and that's what it's all about. It was kind of fun. It's like now, all of a sudden, from what I understand, it's- you take like one small little tiny
2: hit. Oh and, yeah. You know, if if you don't smoke. On a regular basis. You have no idea what's going on. Yeah, you better Who wants be to careful. get
1: like that? I mean, that, that was the fun part of it, <laughs> is passing around the Dutchie. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, it's just don't pass it around as much anymore. It's all you kids, man. All you youngsters, be man. Out there, folks. Oh,
1: yeah, especially with the fentanyl and stuff that's in it.
2: That's, that's I don't know if that's in weed, but it's certainly in everything else, it sounds like. That's a scary thing, man.
1: Baloo, can you get us a 21-year-old Donovan Darius? Wow. I'll never forget when Jacksonville got Donovan Darius out of Syracuse, a defense coordinator. Dick Geron had one of the greatest sound bites in the history of Jacksonville, Florida, when he said, Darius brings a tremendous amount of violence to the football field. It was awesome. I don't know where you're going to find that, man. You know, there are some safeties. We just talked a little bit about Antonio Johnson. I'm biased with Jamie Robinson. I know he's nowhere near number 24. You may be able to get Jamie Robinson in the third round. You may be able to get Jamie Robinson in the fourth round. Uh, I'll tell you this, though. He He's like Ventrell uh, for... Florida, get—he's a guy that just makes plays. Now, I understand this league is about measurables, and that's where you're going to get drafted. You're going to get drafted with your technique. You're going to get drafted with the way that you test. You're going to get drafted with what they believe they can do with you with outstanding coaching. But when I look at guys like Ventrell Miller. And I look at guys like Jamie Robinson. Those are football players. I don't know how they're going to test. Earlier today, Robinson ran a what? 4'6, a 4'5'9. Let me see if I can find Ventrell Miller if his times are in. Because I don't, I mean, you know, Brenton Cox, you know, Brenton Cox left Georgia. He got thrown out of Florida. You know, a guy like that may end up getting drafted higher because they think his ceiling is higher. And I understand that. I'm on a scout. I understand that that's their job, and that's how they put things together. But there's, to me, being a football player is a big part of this. I don't have anything yet on,
2: no, me on Miller. Do you? You don't? No. I don't think he's done it yet.
1: Okay. Um, it's pretty accurate, too. Pretty up to, ba- uh, pretty up to date with everything. Uh, Brenton Cox were in a four eight two 2 today. But I don't have anything. I believe you ran that yesterday. As a matter of fact, I, I, I don't have anything here yet. So we'll look at it. And, and some guys, you know, opt out of running for one reason or another. They're injured. It's, you know, some guys don't bench. Uh, some guys don't do this. Some guys don't do that. I, I think unless you're a shoe in first round pick or you're injured, man, you got to do everything. This is an opportunity for you to interview you know, in front of each and every one of the 32 teams. Let me see. This pulls up Florida specifically, and no, I don't have anything in on him. He has a
2: boot on Does his him? right foot. Does he? Following a December 22nd bone graft surgery to, prepare, uh, to repair Jones' fracture. You're not going to run though. we will meet with teams and docs, but uh, that's it. Oh,
1: he's a football player. I mean, I just mentioned um, Brenton Cox – are you old enough to remember his dad? No. Unbelievable football player. Okay. Linebacker with Miami. My linebacker with Chicago. Uh, Bryce Cox. Linebacker, I believe, in New England. I, I mean, he was just one of those players. He was like a Bill Romanowski type of guy. That he was always around the football. And he was a fantastic football. That, that's kind of the way I look at someone like Ventrell Miller. You know, that's, that's me as a fan now, not me as a scout. The science hasn't come into play. There are people who say, Boy, well, you know what you're talking about. He's not fast enough east to west. He can't play at that level. And that may be the case. We'll see. You know, I, we started off, what, a couple of segments ago talking about phenomenal NFL players that were very average in college or not so good. In college, usually it's the other way around. Miller was awesome, man. He was always on the ball. I like the other linebacker they had there too, the Bernie kid. Is he coming back one more year, or is he? Uh, I have to look that one up. Let's. Or uh, Betty, yeah, Gator fans, tell me for crying out loud. I mean, it's been a long time since you've showed me a little bit of love. Six four one ten ten on the text line. All right, let's get ready for it. Uh, let's come back and, uh, yeah, let's let's continue with this, getting a ton that's rolling in. If you want to voice your opinion, 641-1010 on the text line that is brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures.
0: Into the night with Rick Ballew on 1010XL 92.5 FM.
1: Yeah, I just looked up Brian Cox. My goodness, fifth-round pick in 91 out of Western Illinois. What a career. 91 through 95 in Miami, 96, 97 in Chicago, was with the Jets, 98 through 2000, won a Super Bowl in New England in 2001, and then played 2002 with the Saints. He was a mean guy and a phenomenal defensive leader. But I wonder if you had the speed to play today. You know, selected in 1991 in the fifth round. Fifth round draft picks. How many of them stick around? What do you have, a 10-year, get a 12-year NFL career? His son more talented, you know, as far as measurables and athleticism, but uh, not nearly the football player uh, that his dad was. Bernie was a senior as well, I am told. That those are my two favorite gators of what it's worth, Miller and Bernie. I liked them both. I know they were out of position at times. Miller. Doesn't have the speed uh, that executives, general managers are looking for, but we'll see what ends up happening. It, it, it's kind of a shame because I, I I think, again, measurables are going to outlast football players because the game is so fast. And that happens that way in every sport. I, I, I mean, outside of like Lou Gehrig, I I would love to see, wouldn't you? Love to see Mantle and Williams and Mays and Aaron and all of these great players who never lifted weights, who never had nutrition, never had what today's athletes do have. I mean, how would Johnny Unitas, how would Jim Brown, how would Dick Night Train Lane, how would uh, Ernie the Cat Lat? how would these players, if they did not have, what these players have.
2: I think they would get mauled. That's what I was saying. I'd rather see Aaron Judge living the lifestyle that Babe Ruth did and then see see if he can hit 60 home runs. Eat six hot dogs in between innings. Have you ever
1: seen the equipment that Bobby Jones and Gene Sazarin and (laughs) and you know Sam Sneed.
2: I mean even wooden club. Oh my
1: God. Even Lee Trevino and Arnold Palmer and Jack Nicklaus in, in the 70s and stuff. Comp- I rented clubs. I've been very stubborn. I keep talking about getting measured, going to get a new driver, get some new clubs. It's not because I'm cheap. You know, I, I don't mind spending. That's not the issue. It's I don't want to go into the swing tank and have some guy telling me i got to bend my left wrist a little bit more and that my back swing is too long. You know, I just, I don't want to, it's too tedious for me. Well, I hit one of those uh, tailor-made stealths. I was absolutely crushing the ball in Costa Rica, okay? <laughs> uh, there were monkeys, there were saltwater crocodiles, that all, they were all in awe when I got to the tee. I, I'm telling you, I'm not lying. I bet I was driving the ball 30 yards farther than I do with my old driver that, Again, I'm just too stubborn and I'm too lazy to go to Dicks or go wherever just to get measured for new clubs. And I'm not hitting the ball as far because of it. A rental set, I was hitting it much farther. And again, this club I played at, supposedly be the best club in um, Costa Rica, it's called the Reserva at Conchal. Uh, the Golf and Country Club, right there at the Western. Absolutely phenomenal. I mean, just gorgeous. So I'm saying to myself the whole time back, my girlfriend's riding around with me because I, uh, I needed a bartender and a driver. And she's like, well, go get yourself a new set of clubs. I'm like, yeah, but it just it feels like it's going to be such an aggravation to go get new clubs. It makes a difference. Can you imagine handing Jack Nicholas or Arnold Palmer or Lee Trevino? Today's equipment and see what they could do with it.
2: Handle hand tiger a piece of wood.
1: Zero nine five six. Jaguars should take tight end Dalton Kincaid. You know what? There's a lot of people think they're gonna go tight end. Kincaid is a name. Michael Mayer is a name out of Notre Dame. Darnell Washington is absolutely a name out of Georgia. It's um no language uh, no language all right from the jags on the expected franchise tag of Evan Ingram that has to be turned in by Tuesday the draft is 55 days away they can still get a deal done but what if it is another one year deal and Ingram doesn't Ingram's to me, doesn't sound, oh, wait a minute now, hold on, is is Brenton Cox not Brian Cox's son? Brian Cox's son was Brian Cox Jr. He played for Florida, was on the Carolina process. So Brenton Cox is not related to Brian Cox. I, I apologize if that's not the case. I was under the assumption that he was. I actually do remember Brian Cox Jr. I, I thought Brenton Cox, same boat. If, uh, if that is not the case, I do apologize. First time I've been wrong all year outside. That's twice I've been wrong with the Gators, though, because I called Trey Dean Terry Dean. My goodness, they're gonna have me taken off these airwaves. Terry Dean had such great hair, though.
2: I did it all over again, JJ. I'd want great hair. You know what I mean? Would you change your diet or for the hair life choices? Yeah, like what do you do to keep your hair?
1: Who's that? Who's the uh, when I was a Saigon reporter, he'd have a couple games again. The uh, the quint. Quint Kesanick or whatever he is with CBS, that thing is so wind tunnel tested. I mean, you could waterboard him, you could drop him uh, deep into the sea, you could run him through, you know, tunnels, caves. Nothing is gonna mess up that hair. You know the guy I'm talking about. I'm at looking CBS? at him
2: right now. Yeah, I've never seen him before. It flows, it bounces, it behaves.
1: Yeah, I'd go on a diet if it meant I could be great here. Not now. Not at my age now. But, you know, if I was your – you know, not not even your age. If I was, like, 18. You're what, 33 tomorrow? 33. Uh, I'll just linebacker talk now in on Ventral Miller. I I kind of opened up a can of worms, uh, but I just think he's a good football player. Uh, Balloon, do you think the Jags should take edge in the first round? I think they need to try something else. All they do is whiff on edge rushers. Way back to Derek Harvey, address edge in free agency. They can't afford to address edge in free agency. I mean, they just can't. Unique Ngakwe is going to command a huge paycheck for what? Eight sacks a year, eight, nine, nine and a half a year? What's this going to be? Unique's six team in eight years? I saw a projection the other day where they had him going to, I think it was Cincinnati. ESPN's done a pretty – does a pretty good job with this. They had Jacksonville's Arden Key going to Houston, which boiled my blood. They had former Jaguar DJ Chark going to Baltimore. They had Unique Ngakwe going to Cincinnati. Okay. Uh, I want to say the Bengals were the worst – in the NFL with like 30 sacks. Jackson was pretty close with 35. What does that say when you have two teams going that deep into the playoffs, yet they weren't able to get, you know, any any sacks? And Cincinnati, the last couple of years, obviously, has given up so many sacks, and they did everything they could to try to address um, that offensive line with three
2: changes. But weren't the two teams in the Super Bowl like the leaders in the league in sacks? So what does yes. that say?
1: Yes. First time ever. One in two. Mm-hmm.
2: So they're both uh, – I don't know. I, I Being dead last in sacks, it probably means you have a team that has to outscore the opponent, which is exactly what Cincinnati and Jackson will both have.
1: And they're both hemorrhaging now. Look at all the players they're going to lose. Exactly, both teams. Philly actually more than than Kansas City. You know, I I've be, been studying free agency, and Prisco came out with a top list. He, I mean, we have a I, top I can't 100 list to
2: see Philly's over under going in next year.
1: Yeah, they're going to lose it. Well, but they have the quarterback. Do they? I think so. He made me a he made me a buyer. I was a major.
2: Yeah, but is he a guy that's able to win, you know, you would say Patrick Mahomes. You would say Joe Burrow. uh, You know, I guess you used to say Aaron Rodgers. They would win no matter who they're surrounded with. I wouldn't put Jalen Hurts in that category. I would put Trevor in that category. A.J. Brown helps. Yes. A huge amount. Uh, best offensive line in the game. Mm-hmm. But Kelsey could leave.
1: There's one other offensive lineman. I mean, Kelsey could retire. He's a free agent, too. They have another free agent in that offensive line. They got some key free agents on the defensive line. Uh, that That's going to be an issue. I don't think there's any question about that. 82-47, blue. we need secondary help. Wouldn't be surprised at all if they draft a corner at 24 and ask him to play nickel right out of the gate. You know, you can get at least another season um, right here in Jacksonville. You know, you're going to have to end up paying a major amount uh, when it's all said and done for Tyson Campbell. We understand that. Darius Williams was a much better football player on the outside than he was in the nickel. And, listen, there's been nothing but – you know, positive remarks for what this football team did, deservably so. When you begin to criticize a little bit, one of those decisions, in my opinion, is why did it take so long to move Darius Williams from nickel to the outside? He played well there. But how many years does he have left? Let's just take a look at it real quick. Williams this year, well, right now, his cap, his overall guaranteed salary is second on the Jaguars. Okay? After they restructured uh, Christian Kirk's deal, after they restructured Brandon Sheriff's deal, right now it's Cam Robinson and then it's Darius Williams at eleven million dollars and guaranteed. It twelve point five is the cap number. Dead cap money this year twelve million. He's not going anywhere. For the break, let's see how that changes in twenty twenty four for Darius Williams. It goes from twelve million to five hundred thousand dollars. Trent Bulky is a master at the salary cap. Again, if you want to get on him for free agency and the draft, have at it. But do not say he does not know what he is doing when it comes to handling the salary cap. Every one of these contracts are virtually two-year deals. So you can go get, Whoever it is, Joey Porter Jr., Deontay Banks, uh, you know, Keeley Ringo, whoever the corner is that, that you want, bring him along, not slowly, but you don't have to have him on the island in week one. You got Campbell, and you got Williams, and you look at Darius Williams, and it becomes one of two things. He becomes this year Shaq Griffin. He becomes this year's Roy Robertson-Harris. He becomes this year's Rayshon Jenkins. You have two options. You can get rid of him, like what Jacksonville is going to do with Jack Griffin, or you can restructure his contract, like what they did with Roy Robertson-Harris. Again, you go from $12 million dead cap money this year to $500,000 dead cap money next year. He's playing on a one-year deal. You know it. Unless you restructure it. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. All right. Final thoughts coming up. Get you ready for the weekend. Also, Hacker Nation joins you at 8.
0: Into the Night with Rick Ballew on 1010XL 92.5 FM. All
1: right. Some of the worst news has just trickled in. And, folks now saying that it's supposed to be brutal as far as the weather next Saturday and Sunday. You told me that yesterday, didn't you?
2: I did. You're always
1: ahead of it. You got your own little Doppler.
2: I I was hoping I would be wrong though. We still have a lot of time, like you said, before the weather can change. But what are we looking at here?
1: Let me tell you something right now. I hate that. I, I, I hate that for the people. I, I really do. Now listen, if I was like a Someone who held the grudge or, see, I told you so. i would play a totally different role because I think this event should be in May, not in March. I don't even complain about it anymore. It's it, in March. Jay Monahan wanted it in March. The players want it in March. It's in March. Another great
2: Monahan decision. Um, it was hot in May, but it was, they always got it played. It was Sundress City. It was.
0: Last year.
2: Sucked. Was unbelievable. Last year, I was supposed
1: to go with some knuckleheads on Saturday. We met at Mr. Chubby's in Ponte Vita. We never left.
2: <laughs> I was about to say we we were supposed to do a show from there. We never, never left. left, Mr. Chubby's.
1: Well, I'm talking about on Saturday because mm-hmm. they, they've been years where I've worked weekends. When I, I have no responsibility Saturday or Sunday. So Sunday, I, you know, I was lucky enough to get in the chalet and it was great. But the, that the wind was just unbelievable, and it's like. I mean, this comes around once a year. I, I want it to be Low. like it is today. I want it to be 80 degrees, yeah, 85 degrees. And I want people to complain that it's too hot and people to sweat and to be able to go out there and get some sun and have some refreshments. I, I don't want bad weather for the
2: players. That,
1: that's just awful.
2: So as of right now, Saturday low of 46 oh. scattered thunderstorms 43% chance of rain sunday am showers 35% chance of rain low of 42
1: that's bad hopefully that changes i hate it for you if that's the case 2775 blue i vote for a stud dt or nose guard who will collapse the pocket and controls the middle of the line i'm never going to complain i'm never going to complain about doing anything in the ditch Okay, J.J. just said what? Top two teams in the Super Bowl this year led the league in sacks. We also know that Philadelphia, they had it with Doug Peterson six years ago. They had it this year as well, arguably the best offensive line in the NFL. Okay, you need to be stout on both the offensive and defensive line of scrimmage. So if it's 24, I, honestly, I'd rather have him get an offensive lineman. I'm ready to move along. From Jawan Taylor. I am. Pro Football Focus did not grade him well at all when it came to his run blocking. I know he only allowed five sacks and 11 hurries this year after allowing 97 hurries in his first three years. I'm worried that he picked up his game because it was a contract year. And, you know, it's such a shame that Walker Little didn't get nearly enough reps at right tackle. He was forced to play left tackle. So we still don't know. It would become a great unknown. But I'd have no problem at all if they let Taylor go. You know, you're not going to pay him that going rate, which is going to be anywhere from 15 to, well, the franchise tag is 18.3 million. I don't think he would average that but he's probably going to average $15, 16000000 a year or something along those lines, I'd have no problem saving that money for other guys. Bring back Arden Key, you know? Restructure Rayshon James. Do some other things. Maybe you can go out and find someone else, uh, you know, for a quarter of the money and and start little and then draft. Draft a guy who becomes your swing tackle who, if he's good enough, maybe he can be a guard. Maybe he can be the left guard. You know, Phil Rauscher, I had a conversation with him last year, said we're cross-training all these guys. I want our best five. That didn't include Walker Little to begin the year. That'd be my way. So anything on that offensive line, to me, would be fine. But, hey, this is a conversation that we will have over the next 54 days. Enjoy the combine. Enjoy the weekend. Have a fantastic one for JJ. Happy birthday to you, sir. Thank you for my gift. Thank Mm -hmm. you. My name is Rick Ballew. We'll talk Monday at 6.